One woman. One man. Two two kids. kids, A dog. Over 20 years of sharing the ups and downs of life together. In a crazy town called Los Angeles. And yet we are still in love. You're listening to This Rom-Com Life. On this podcast, we discuss marriage, relationships, and everything else in between. Join us for an open, honest, and unapologetic journey. It's raining, I'm not sure if you know that. Is it raining? It is. It's March 28th, and it's raining in Los Angeles. Monday morning. We had to jump on and do a podcast this morning because it's been an interesting 24 hours. weekend. Right. Well, first of all, we'll start off with the... Yeah, a downer of a golf weekend. Yeah, Elijah didn't have the greatest turn. Or are you talking about March Madness? (laughs) St. Peter's got crushed yesterday Uh, by North Carolina. They were the Cinderella story of the year. It was good for a while, though. They had a good run. They won on Friday, so that was fun. Is that what you're talking about or no? Well, that's a cool story, too, because Coach K, Duke, is in the Final Four. Yep, for the last time. For him, for his sake. I don't even know the guy. Coach K, what team? Duke. I said that, right? What's his name? Shashevsky. That's right. Mike? Mike Shashevsky? That's right. Good one. You taught me you well know, all those you know. 20 years ago. That's true. Over 20 years ago when I would you sit there stuff. watching all of that basketball with you. Now I don't watch it as much. We did watch the UCLA St. Peter's. Is that what it was game on Friday or a little bit of it? I think they played Arkansas. Oh. I forget who they played. Who beat UCLA? They was lost. that 16? Oh, whatever. Uh, too many questions. Too it many was late questions. in Late in t- t- tonight late yeah. Night. yeah late in socal time it must have been really late, late on the night. other coast yes in any case no that's not what i was referring to i was referring to elijah's golf tournament yeah two-day tournament not took so up my good. entire weekend not so good well you know but maybe they'll teach him a little humility and yeah being practice humble. some more yeah he practices he does a lot. he practices a lot it's his love his passion he does really well most of the time but he has it was a, lot, a, dud this a way weekend. to go it was a dud of a weekend and next weekend, you'll be taking him to San Diego oh, yeah. for another two-day <laughs> the tournament. The tour continues. Enjoy. <laughs> yes. No, I You're like going. Coming. I know. But we can't take the whole family because Eden still has school on Friday, and you have to work, but at least you can work from your laptop. Yes. So that's good. All right. All right. Moving on. The reason we jumped on bright and early this morning is because the Oscars, the Academy Awards were on last night. Which we weren't even going to watch. We were barely going to watch. I did record them because, to be honest, I used to love the Academy Awards. Part of why I worked at E-Television, part of my dreams as a child, was always to win an Academy Award, you know, for acting, or at this point, maybe it would be for you a screenplay can. that we write. But it's the, they've come under fire in the past few years, and they have not gotten they're, they're good ratings. boring. Boring. It seems like. It's not fair who wins. There were all these reasons that they're just not exciting for people to watch anymore. And the ratings have suffered. I feel like at one point they were on par up there with the ratings with the Super Bowl. Maybe years ago. But years ago, that. it was an event that people Maybe. watched. Yeah, yeah. It was a big event. People had parties. And this year, even though we actually had most of the screeners at home, we didn't even watch most of the films. What right? did I watch on Christmas night? And I said, this movie is a damn good movie because it made me cry. Coda. Yeah. I think we've talked about Coda on the podcast. You love that movie. A couple movie. months ago, we, ta- we touched on it. I it, saw it. You see a good movie, you know a good movie when right. you see it. And you've been watching it over and over again. I watched it with you. You just watched it the other night. That's one of those movies you just throw in. It makes you feel good. It's, it's a great amazing, story. It's an amazing, just feel-good story for anybody who has not seen the film Coda. It's about a deaf family. Marley Matlin's in it. 
the winner for best actor, I think, was from Coda. Was the year. dad the deaf yeah. dad? I didn't catch his name. Yeah, it was such a good film. It really was, and it's wonderful to see. Just and a good the, feel good movie win. The daughter has an amazing voice, but the family can't hear. They have right. no idea how good if she's good or not. And she has she eventually, you know, she wants to leave the family. The family's like, No, we need you to stay here. You're the only one, you know, who can hear and you signed for us. They can't survive without her, pretty much. Yes. But the point is that's not what got us all riled up this morning. Although we're so happy that Coda did win Best Film and that the actor won Best Actor. Something happened at the Academy Awards that probably all of you listening should already know about, but we had to talk about as well. The Will Smith-Chris Rock incident, right? What happened? Well, we didn't know what happened last night because while we weren't watching the Academy Awards, my mom came over for dinner and uh, we sat on the sofa, my mom, me, Eden, and our friend Diana, and we caught the very end, like maybe the last 30, 40 minutes of the broadcast and we did see Will Smith going up to and accept his award and he was crying and we didn't Just understand what bawling, he was saying. losing it. And he was saying something about Denzel Washington and nothing really made sense. And we're like, what's going on? Okay, so, I mean, he won Best Actor. Uh, best Actor for King Richard. King Richard, which what he was, we did actually see that and he did a great performance, but we didn't understand what his acceptance speech was all about. And you and I were like, what is going on? Well... I'll tell you what. Little did we know. Little did we know. It was actually this morning at 6 a.m. when I was driving Elijah to his trainer, Lucas, that Elijah, of all people, was like, yeah, did did you hear about that Chris Rock, Will Smith thing at the Academy Award last night? Elijah was telling me this. Of all people. At 6 a.m. I was like, what are you talking about, buddy? He's like, I don't know. I guess Will Smith, like, punched Chris Rock, and it was a big deal at the Academy Awards. And I was like, what? So then, ironically, I was listening to Radio Andy, as I do all the time on Sirius Radio in my car. This is not a plug. I just love Radio Andy. It was the Michelle Collins show. I really like her show. Do you know who she is? I do not. Michelle Collins, I guess she's a comedian. She was a VJ or something at one point, I think. Uh, not on MTV on the other one. What's other? VH1? Maybe VH1. I don't know. She's in her 40s. or Maybe she's 40. She has a... Radio show every day on Radio Andy. I, li- I like it. I like her talk show. She's funny and she says things as it is. I digress. So I was listening to Radio Andy, the Michelle Collins show, as I was driving Elijah. And he's talking about it. And she was talking about the exact same thing. Wow. She started to talk about the what Will happened? Smith hitting Chris Rock incident. And from there, it's everywhere. It's on every news channel. Tell us what everywhere. happened. Basically... When Chris Rock was on stage, I don't know if he was introducing someone or a movie. Chris Rock, as a comedian, as are many of the other presenters on that stage, as were the hosts who were Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes and one other woman. I don't know her name. Regina Hall? No, I don't think it was Regina Hall. It could have been. She's one of the... Oh, she's one of the hosts? One of the hosts. So, you know, Amy Schumer, obviously, and Wanda Sykes, very, very well-known comedians, say things all the time. Chris Rock, brilliant comedian. Hilarious. Hilarious. One of my His favorite. stand-up is actually... Like laugh out loud. Laugh the out guy loud. Funny. Is good. Sure. Obviously, we're telling people stuff they already know. Right. And, you know, the hosts and presenters are known to make crack jokes about people in the audience, the actors and say? actors. So he said something, and the last line or one of his lines was directed at Jada Pinkett Smith because right now she's sporting a bald head. Why? She's beautiful. Well, that, we'll get to that. 
She's beautiful. I didn't actually know why. I'm going to be honest with you. I just thought it's a choice. She's a beautiful woman. She's deciding to go without a wig. She's a beautiful black woman. A lot of times, from what I understand, black women have to either spend hours of time getting their hairs done in weaves or they wear wigs or they just go with their natural hair. And I thought she was making a choice to just not do any of that. She's owning her beauty and just wearing a bald, okay, wearing so, her hair bald. So why is she bald? <clears throat> Let me get to that first. So he makes a joke and he says something to the effect of, and Jada Pinkett Smith looks like we're going to have G.I. Jane 2. Right. Well, and what he's referring to is she did a film. No. No. Demi Moore was G.I. Jane, the original, and she shaved her head because she wanted to be, it's about Navy SEALs. So she shaved her head. Okay. So Demi Moore was the original G.I. Jane and she shaved her head. Yes. So he was making a joke that because... Jada has a bald head. Bald head. She'll be starring in G.I. Jane 2. And what us, well, we didn't see, and they actually tried to cover up in the American feed of the Oscars last night, was Will Smith sitting next to Jada Smith going, you don't, you fucking, using the F word, talk about my wife. And then he literally gets up, runs on stage, and punches. No, slaps him. Slaps. Slaps him. Real men, I don't know if they slap or not. Slaps. Chris Rock. Yeah. In, in the, the middle of the broadcast of the Academy Oscars. Awards. Yeah. And people across the world were able to see this. They were trying to bleep it out in a way for the U.S. audience. So they kind of went dark or like freeze framed it. So the American audience didn't quite see all of it. And then during the commercial break, when they let out to commercial break, I, I guess you could see Will Smith talking to Denzel Washington and a couple other fellow actors crying. We didn't, you couldn't hear. It was just as they're going out, showing the B-roll as we're going out to. He obviously took offense to Chris Rock's joke. Okay. And this is what the audience or what I didn't actually know. What I probably now I remember knowing, but didn't remember last night. I remember hearing about it. I do remember hearing about it. In fact, Eden even asked me, well, why is she wearing her hair bald when she saw Jada Pinkett Smith? And I said, it's just a choice. The truth is Jada Pinkett Smith suffers from alopecia. Alopecia is something that causes you to lose all your hair. And when you're a woman or even a man, that could be hard. You literally go bald. Yeah. All of your hair, your eyebrows, all all over your body, you have no hair. So You save a lot of money on shaving no, for guys. Is, but for it's guys. Not a joke. Ryan Shazier had it from the Steelers. Oh really? Phenomenal linebacker. Unfortunately, he had a back injury, so it cut his career short. He had it. No eyebrows, no facial right. hair, no hair. I met Tougher a, for women is what my point right. was. I met a woman. She was a brand ambassador for us when we did an event in New York. And she was beautiful. I had no idea she had alopecia because she was wearing a wig and had, you know, her drawn on tattooed eyebrows and everything. And she was very strong about, you know, talking about it and showing me pictures. And she was stunning. And I ha- would have no, had not had any idea. There's also... Um, a woman that works at this med spa, her name is Tally London, and her son has alopecia. And he's in middle school, probably high school now. And he developed it when he was in middle school. And he goes out and speaks at other schools around here mm. and talks about it. And nice. he's a boy and he's bald. And it's still hard even when you're a boy. It's got to be tough. Kids, so, man, they're brutal. So now I do remember, but I, I honestly didn't remember last night. And we didn't see any of that. We were not watching when we the saw the aftermath. Slap. We saw Will Smith go up on stage crying. And what he said in his speech now makes sense. When he was crying, he was apologizing about something, talking about how Denzel Washington had given 
advice about at his highest moment, this and that. Anyways, all of this hubbub because there's so many different sides of this story and ways to look at it. First thing first, what if it had been a either A, a female or B, a white male that had made that joke? Would Den- would would Will Smith have gone up there and smacked Robin right. Williams? Right. Or if he was still alive. People are saying maybe there was a backstory about why Chris Rock and him have beef. Or what if the woman was white? What if Jada Pinkett Smith was white and and he had made that joke? And she had a white husband. If a white man had gone up and slapped and Chris, Rock, Chris Rock, what would happen? What would happen? You're saying depending on the race. I mean, I don't know. This is just what people are saying. I, I'm not saying it's it's hard all around. It's also maybe there is a backstory. Maybe Will Smith, you know, we all have those moments of what are you doing? Why are you making fun of my wife? This is, you know. You remember years ago, I lost my crap at our coffee bean. Remember, you reminded me of this story. What happened? You got hot coffee and it was way too hot and the kids served it to you. And it was like up to the, the top, extremely hot coffee. You burned yourself. You started crying. Right. And the kids were laughing. Right. Behind the counter. And you're the like, workers. it's so hot. Why, why'd you fill it up to the top? Right. Like, you know, and it, instead so of upset. saying, oh, ma'am, I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. They were laughing. Right. And what did you do? I lost my crap. And you started yelling and at them. I F-bombed, which I would never do. And you so wanted to clock of them. the moment, I was, yeah, you said go outside and cool off. Because you were about to literally about hit you. these teenagers workers yes, which they probably deserved but totally. you would have probably been arrested i yeah, mean it, it, totally and, and it was on camera and they're like we're never going to be allowed i i was f and that is so out yelling. of character for you your point I would is never do that that it was so really really of the moment and you know the whole will smith situation that's on a huge stage okay right there were a couple of people like five to six people in the coffee bean in the heat of the moment they saw it not the entire world right so he probably lost it i don't know what happened before if he was thinking about something or if she i know she i read a tweet this morning that she did not look happy and he caught up on caught that look that she gave and she probably got pissed and that probably sparked him right. which is the way it usually happens with husbands right. they see okay someone insulted my woman I'm right. going to light this guy up. True, because you are, I've in, never in seen you moment. react like that ever in my life. And it was in a coffee bean about, yes, they were laughing at me. And I'm glad you were defending my honor. But at the same time, it was like, whoa, what is going on? In all the 20 something years I've known you, I've rarely seen you react that way. So like you said, it could have just been a completely out of character reaction because for all we know in here, Will Smith is a really good guy. Yeah, everything I've read, everything I've seen, I've you know, he's we, not we a reactive. Be, we're in the business. We hear things. He we, lives. You know, he did for a long nice time. Live here in West. He does Lake. a lot of good things. Right. He's funny. I don't think he does. He's not a dick on purpose. We know dicks who are in the business. And right. He's not one of them. Yeah. So all of those things being said, it just there's so many different angles. There's people saying he should have his Oscar taken away, which you no, know, you know, just well, what if he was this? What if it was that? You know, there's so many things to be said. It is creating some buzz, though, for the Academy Awards. Do you think it was set on purpose to get viewership? No. Because now people are talking about it and they'll continue this conversation all week and it'll happen again next year at this time. What fireworks are going to happen next year? But it was so not. It was not staged. It was not staged. It was real. They are actors. I feel bad because we were like, "What? What is going on with Will yeah, Smith?" What's the matter his with that guy? His speech was making no crap. sense to us. We thought something was wrong with our TV, and I was actually watching other people on TV this morning having the same reaction because when they tried to like block it out for the American viewers to not see the whole big hubbub there going was an on, Oscars they, banner, they, would pop and they up. put a, they kind of like put this 
like it made it look like something was wrong with your TV, like the feed. Yeah. And people were trying to rewind and go like, wait, what's going on? So it wasn't something wrong with your feed. They were just trying to, you know, not show the whole thing on TV. So what do you think? I don't know what to think. I think it's an interesting conversation. I do actually feel bad for Will Smith in this situation because people now it's also this thing where a lot of black men are saying, oh, now he's perpetuating the the quote unquote the stigma stigma that all black men react by violence. And I don't think it's that the dude reacted protected to somebody his lady protecting his lady his wife, the mother of his. Kids. Yeah, this is supposed to be a big night about, you know, films and we're supposed to be cheering on Coda and all of that. And instead we're talking about this controversy. Yeah. Are comedians not allowed to poke fun at people anymore? They are. They I mean, are. She's not. Uh, uh, Jada's not dying. No. She God just, forbid. God forbid. There's nothing. Right. That's true too. Just That's the hair situation. Too. I mean, worse can, things can have been said. Can get thicker skin. Can, can we get thicker? You know, back in the '80s, the '90s, man, you should have heard Robin Williams, uh, Eddie Murphy. No, you're man, right. They'll say whatever they want, yeah. but no one. It, people don't have as much thick skin anymore. It's thick skin. It's the and whole everyone's woke gotta be situation. PC. Everyone gotta be PC. That's a good point too. That's why I thought it was relevant and why we needed to talk about it. I don't know. Those are all really good points. Can't comedians be funny anymore? No, they should be allowed to. And maybe it was Will Smith overreacting. And we do need comedians, and that's what they're there for—to make light of situations and things that are happening. And you can't, can't laugh at yourself. PC. Don't take yourself so seriously. I mean, think of your favorite TV show, Seinfeld. Office. The Office. There Mark are so many shows. Wait, Mark and Mindy? I joke. Oh. Keep going. There are so many shows now. If they were done now, would they be able to go there on so many different oh, levels? Oh, yeah. There's no way. But they're funny and there was a place for that and there is a place for that. So I don't think we should say you can't make jokes about things or people. I don't want to be the butt of a joke, but if I am, I go, okay. You know what? Like, I'll laugh at myself. Right. My brothers, my friends back on me, I own it. Yes. And in reality, I'll take it. I'm nobody. But I'm what not. people are saying again, I think I said this already is that it wasn't what he said. That was so bad. There must be something else. There must be a history what, there. What's the history you think? I don't know. Jada has a reputation. Oh, that she might've maybe her and, and Chris oh, yeah, had, she had came an out. affair. She's talked about on her podcast. Right, that she'd had affairs. She'd, not with him. No, no, no not no. with him, but, but she has. So True. maybe there's something a little bit deeper that you we never don't know. know about. We don't know. It'll be interesting We're to see what happens. How it all shakes this, out. But nonetheless, it made for, probably made great for great TV. TV and maybe the ratings will go up next year. because. Totally. Because okay. you know social media, as soon as somebody caught oh, wind of this, you got to put the Oscars on. This thing. How do you think my 14-year-old son who doesn't give a shit or even know what the Oscars not to are do with was, golf. was telling me about yeah. it at 6 o'clock this morning and I had no idea. So. If it has nothing to do with golf, he doesn't want anything right. to do with it. So it, it definitely is all over Sparks the place. Spark some conversation. Okay, so I think that's what we're going to talk about for today. But let's lead into a segment we recorded actually Saturday, this past Saturday evening. You got back from a day of golf with Elijah and I'd been home with Eden who'd been sick and I was like I need to get out of the house and my friend Lisa had texted me hey do you want to go grab a drink and some dinner and I was like Dan I'm I'm getting I'm heading out I'll be back in an hour or two and you're like, like what all right all right I and guess. so yeah <laughs> um and who is Lisa and what Lisa does she Miller do? is one of my good friends she uh works in sales and tv and film industry but she recently became a life coach and went through this really interesting evolution over covid and we came home. Yes, I'll warn everybody. We had had a couple cocktails before we got home. And Dan said, let's talk to Lisa. Let's record a podcast in here. Because I'd been telling you I was really impressed 
by the work she'd put in on herself and people can change. And I've seen a change for the positive in Lisa recently. It's a pretty good conversation. Let's check it out. Okay. Hi, everyone. Lisa and I just got home from happy hour. Thank you for letting us go, my love. To where? Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. Where'd you guys go? Q-Sushi. Had a Where great is that? time. Yeah, it was good. It was Lisa's so never good. been there before. It was it, her first I was, time. I was a virgin. It was great. Okay, I, we haven't heard that in about <laughs> thirty some years. <laughs> no, I'm, gl- I'm glad that. to. I'm glad to bring it back. Okay. Well, Why were you speak a virgin? For yourself, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we went to happy hour at Q Sushi. Good happy hour every Amazing. day. Why? Highly recommend. Good Why drinks. was it good? Lots of food on their happy hour menu. We brought lots of food home. We did not have. You brought food home for me. Yeah. Do you want some sushi? I will have some later. It's in the fridge. Yeah. Okay. I got you, baby. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who yes. are we speaking okay. with? So Lisa and I have been friends for over 15 years, right? So long, yes. I met Lisa when I was still pregnant with Elijah. And I just had a newborn. Yes. And our mutual friend, <laughs> Carrie, my really good friend, one of my best friends from college, and Lisa's one of her best friends from high school, was like, come on my on a walk with me and Lisa. I was like, okay. And the rest is history. Yeah. Okay, this is super boring. <laughs> Let's go back to the bar. What okay. happened at the bar? Are you girls on the prowl? Are you looking to meet somebody? No, no. We were just at the bra- we were at Babe, the bar, like chatting, catching that. up, like just just having dinner and drinks and just enjoying each other's company. On yeah. a Saturday night. On a Saturday okay, night. Okay, were there any prospects? No. <laughs> Why? Well there was uh, a gentleman with his daughter next to us, but he's probably a little younger. Yeah, and I wasn't interested. Okay. And I have you. Wasn't I your got type, you, babe? Okay. Lisa, <laughs> let's break down who okay. Lisa is and what she does. Tell me. Lisa has three boys. I do. 15, 13, and 10. And you've been divorced how long? Oh, God. Like six or seven years. Wow. Yeah. When we met Lisa, she was married and had just had her first son. Yes. And we were there for all her kids. And then when you and your husband broke up, you started dating. I did. (laughs) And then you had some heartbreak. I've had a lot of heartbreak. (laughs) And then I'm very proud of you because you actually did some work on yourself and you've come out a different person. Tell us about that. I love that. Yes. So, you know, between therapy and all the other stuff, what what really changed me is I went to life coaching school which is such a thing. (laughs) And I became a certified life coach. So basically I got coached and coached for about six months of my life. And that probably was the most self-development that I've ever done in my life. What did it force you to do? Look at all my shit. (laughs) Is there a lot of shit? I think there's always a lot of shit. I I think we all have a lot of shit. And I think we need to... To uncover it and look at it and expose it and love it and acknowledge it and then fucking let it go. Let it go, right? Are we allowed to cuss on here? Is that what yeah. you found out yeah. about yourself? Sure. Yeah. What was the biggest thing that you found out about yourself through the whole process? You know, I'll be honest. I think, you know, when you're going back and you're looking at all your shit, you, you realize a lot comes from childhood. You have to really like come to terms with the fact that your parents did the best they could, right? And that's fair. But in that, 
what we don't always acknowledge is that like even though they did the best they could we still got really fucked up right (laughs) or is the rest on you so they did the best they could. No, I think... They may have messed up, but then you take that and you run with it and the rest is on you. Well, I think we, if I may, because I didn't go to life coaching, but I've done a lot of thinking about this because like you said, we all have come with different things, mostly based on our childhood. I was depressed as a kid. I thought X, Y, Z. I realized my parents really did the best they could and I internalized it a different way. But and we all some, do, and we all do. But at some point, you have to acknowledge it, accept it, and let it go. But in that, we also have to love it. We have to love the parts of us that are fucked up, <laughs> okay. right? And like, and that's okay. And like, and, and acknowledge it and love it, process it, heal it, and then let it go. Okay, so it's a whole process. Absolutely. It doesn't happen overnight. Never. Where are you in the process right now? Oh, I think I've I've healed a lot. I think I I am now in the process where I am I mean, look, healing isn't linear. It's it just isn't. It's it's fucking messy and it goes all over the place and that's like that's a part of it. And that's actually it's a beautiful mess and that's we have to embrace it, right? But at the end of the day, I don't know that we're ever done healing, but we have to like, we have to get to a point where we're like, okay, we're good. We're good. And like, and now I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm ready to help others. You're good and you're ready to move on. Absolutely. And help others. And I've yeah. seen the change in Lisa. If you I remember, love I love it because even thinking back to where you were at the beginning of the pandemic, going through certain emotions Bad times, <laughs> and seeing who you are now. You've evolved into a much different human being than you you were two years ago. Thank you. I like that. I like where you're going. Tell us about the changes. Like what steps have you taken from the pandemic to now where you are now? I mean, I think what's really important is you have to quote unquote do the work. So what what does that mean? I think what that really means is you you have to look at yourself and like where what is your responsibility and what you are manifesting in this world are you manifesting a beautiful life are you manifesting a life that is like just like sadness and like bitter angry everybody else's fault right taking ownership of your own not taking any responsibility ever right so like i think when you quote unquote do the work you take on that responsibility to heal it to let it go to move forward okay so now you're taking the responsibility of what I mean, I think I've taken the responsibility of my life. You know, like my my divorce was really, really hard. You know, and I, I don't think anyone going through divorce can say it's not. But there's, you go through the storm, you get through the storm, and then you you get to the other side. And what, like, you get to choose. Am I going to be miserable and bitter? Or am I going to look at this and be like, what did I learn? And how can I make this a positive experience? And how can I move forward? And how can I shed light and help others to embrace it and love who they are and love their life in a, in a, a beautiful, magical way? I love it. You're saying all the right things. Thank you. How are you helping other people? Well, I went to life coaching school and I became a certified life coach. 
And my goal now is really just to help other women who are A, either going through a divorce or have gone through a divorce and are like ready to get their fucking groove back and like want to get out there and want to gain confidence and want to love themselves and just like want to empower who they are. Okay. What is the impact on your kids? Well, I think you show up for them. I think I think you realize like, okay, we went through something and it was really it was really hard for all of us. But like, how can I be a better mom? And how can I be more present? And how can I show up for you so that you excel better? How are they doing? Amazing. Are they? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. My kids are amazing. So I have a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 10-year-old. Wow. And one, they're super close. They're super close to not only me, but also their dad. Um, I think their dad and I co-parent as best as anyone could. It's really tricky and a really sticky waters to co-parent. It's not easy. Um, but I think because of that, because we put our kids first, I think that allows our kids to really thrive and be in a, in a really positive environment. So it probably helps to be on the same page as your ex-husband to navigate those waters for your kids' sake. Absolutely. I think for, for me and my ex, like we, we put our kids first. Like that, that is a priority for us and our children. That's got to be hard to do though. But Not you easy. do it. Not easy, but that's important for the kids. You have three kids, yes. and that's very important. Well, for and you're them. also lucky that your ex husband is able to meet you halfway, right? He does, and he doesn't hold that bitterness. And that even though you only communicate about the kids, he is willing to meet you halfway about the kids because they're important to him too. So he's not a bad person in that way. He's he a good not. dad. He's a great. dad. I think we meet each other halfway. Right. I okay. think. I think yes. that's what's. I think that's important. Like I think we we both have to come to the middle true to to make it work best for our children and i and in all honesty like we will both i think go to our grave saying that our our children come first and you have to put a lot of shit aside to do that wow lisa major steps I told i'm you. very proud of you think about when lisa was here two years ago and where she is now right i don't want to go into that right now <laughs> yes but it's are a you whole proud different of her? lisa like I have, right? you know, I've heard you tell me about Lisa and now I'm sitting here with her and she's talking to us. I am blown away. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, I am blown you. away. What's the hardest part about this whole process though? Oh, it, there's so many things that are hard. I mean, you know, like co-parenting is not easy. You're, you're trying to raise your kids the best you can with someone that you don't really freaking talk to. <laughs> like, and how often do you talk to them? We really literally only talk about our children. Only. That's it. Period. But your kids are busy. They have a lot of sports, a lot of activities. I have three very active kids. Oddly, we don't see each other very much, which is probably a good thing. Like somehow we like avoid each other really well. Um, We do communicate about, you know, kid stuff daily, I would say. And like I think... That's important. Like you, you, ha- you have to, you like, you know, like getting kids Like you, I have, I have three, three, three is no joke people. Like it's not two, it's three. Like the extra kid is a lot. You're not playing man to man. You're playing zone right but now. I, but I'm only by myself. Right. So like, you know, when it's like, when it's my time with my kids, like I actually don't reach out to him for any help because it's like his time off and I, and I try to 
give him that because I know how hard it is when it's when you're on, right? And I yeah. and I think he does the same for me. We are lucky we have grandparents close by that help us. Um, but it's a lot. Like it's it, like there's always something. And you know, as a mom, it's probably different than as a dad. But as a mom, you feel like I got. I want to be at everything. I want to support my kids. I want to. I want to show them I'm here. And like, and sometimes you just can't. Like, especially with three, you're always missing something. Right? Yeah. You do the best you can, and then you move on. Yeah. It hurts. I'm sure. If you don't want to answer this next question, you can pass on it. Okay. Why are you not married? What happened? Was it a slow process? If you don't want to answer it, you don't have to. Um, I'm going to give you a general. Okay. I'm just going to say, I think, you know, in some situations there, it's just irreparable. Like there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pain and like as much as you want it to work, you, you can't get past certain things. And as much as like you wish it would have and like, and trust me, there's, there's days even to today where I was like, I wish my family was still together. I do. And that, that's the hard reality of divorce. I will say there's there's so much beauty on the other side. When you get to a place where you're like, I am okay by myself and I'm okay being a mom with my kids and like I have a beautiful relationship with my children. One that's probably pretty rare. Um, and I think anyone can get there if they if they put the work into it, but it's work, you know, like, like any relationship, it's all, it's all work and it's all effort. And you know, you know, it's, it's just different in what you put into it. But as, as far as my marriage goes, I think it was, it was really sad and it's, 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 it's sad that it's over and it's, it's hurtful and there's a lot of regret, I think on both sides of ours and it sucks. Okay. So on the other side, so you're dating now, Wait, but you're moving on to the dating. I want to say that I want to say that you've done a lot of work, which you might not have done had the divorce not happened. You're a different person now than you were in your marriage. Absolutely. You're strong. I'm sorry. I'm running the interview right now. I know. No, we're <laughs> both ahead. doing this interview right now. I forgot you were here. Sorry. I Go know. ahead. And I love your questions and you're doing awesome. But I want to say maybe you wouldn't have done the work on yourself had you not gone through the divorce, had you not experienced the deep sadness, the deep pain you're a completely different person now. And and maybe had you been that person had to work, who knows? But you've done so much work on yourself in this time that's quite remarkable. I think when you hit rock bottom, you have two choices. You can be miserable and stay there, or you can look at yourself and be like, I am at fault in some way and take responsibility and realize how am I going to grow and how am I going to change? And I looked at myself and I was like, this is not how I want to continue my life. What can I do differently? And I went and I got a lot of help and I looked really, really deeply inward. And I will say it's not easy. It's, it's, it's really, really hard to look in the mirror, especially when you're in that state, but you, you go there you do the work, you get to the other side, and it's magical. Right? Tell us about yeah. that process. What are you doing to help other people? So in the process of like helping other people, like I reached out, I had therapy, I had coaches, I, I did all sorts of different things, right? Because I was, I was grasping at straws of just like, I need to 
to do the inner work and I didn't really know how. So, so that's what I did. And like I realized how amazing it was. And I was like, I I want to help other people in my in my position. Like there, there's so many women that are going through a divorce and divorce is so lonely and you feel so disempowered and it's like soul crushing, literally soul crushing. And you're like, I don't know how I'm ever going to get back up. So during the pandemic, I got furloughed from my nine to five and I was like, I got to, I got to come up with a plan B. (laughs) What's my plan B? Like, what if I never get my job back? And I did get my job back. But in the process, I was like, I want to actually help other people in my position. Like, and that fills me up in ways I can't even describe. So I I actually went back to school. I got certified as a life coach. And now I am coaching other women to go through the divorce. Once they're out of the divorce, like get their groove back, build their self-confidence, build their self-love, like realize who they were before all this shit happened. And I feel like you're even better than you were who before all of this shit happened, right? Like in a way, it taught you even more about yourself and let you be more honest, right? That and I also think here's like the magical the thing that happens that you don't expect is like you start to attract better people into your life. Not not just like romantically, but just like different friends that are like, I want to level up with you. And here's the, here's the scary thing. When you're doing the work and you're leveling up, certain people aren't. And they fall off and you're like, wait, I don't understand. Like, I thought they were my people. And then you're doing the work and you're like, oh, they're not my people. <laughs> and that, But that's okay. They maybe one day will get there. That's, a, that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But like the people who want to level up with you, well, and, not- they'll, and they'll meet you there. And then you'll find your people. You'll find your real Core group friends, support group. Absolutely. Because not everybody is willing to go there and go deep. It's scary. And you know what? It's actually really hard. I bet your friends, Shannon, Limor, Carrie, Mm -hmm. some other people I'm not mentioning, have your back. A hundred percent. And like support me and love me through it all. And I mean, we were talking about this at, at dinner tonight. What? Ups and downs. Ups and like Like Limor and I were talking at dinner and it's like, we are so amazingly lucky to have each other because, like, we've all had our shit. We've all had different things happen to us. And here we are together loving each other and, like, helping each other on our journey. And, like, if you have a support group like that, you are so, so lucky. And supporting in the real sense, not in the... Superficial. Superficial. No, yeah, we are, like... I mean, we said it at dinner. I'm like, we're like sisters. The raw. What did you say? We Tell said we're like said. sisters, we're lucky. right? Yes. Like sisters because we see the deep down, ugly, dirty, raw, and we're still there for each other. And we call each other out. And, and we're, call each we, other and out. And we support each other and congratulate each other when it's good. Right. There's no like jealousy, like, oh, it's like. We are like, we're real, like, girl. Like, we're like a real girl group. That's a good point. And if you need to you call guys, each other out and say, wait a minute, are you being honest right now? Like, take and a authentic, look at it. authentic. And being real. Yeah. Right? And, like, I don't know that everyone For everybody. That. And everybody needs to do that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. But, like, not everyone has that, right? So, yes. like, we, we are so aware. Like, one, we've been friends for, like, so freaking long. And right? we've always been willing to go there. How long have you guys been friends for? I mean, Limor and I have been friends for years. 15 years, but like Shannon and 
Shannon Carey and I have been friends since junior high. Right. You know, and, wow. and, and Lee Moore came in the crew with them since college. Right. And I, I met Lee Moore when I had a newborn, so that was 15 years ago. So, like, I mean, the four of us together, like, I mean, like, there's a lot of time there. A lot of history. So and you've been there, baby. And I know, love we Danny. Lo- we love Dan. Dan is... All right, thank you. No, Dan's the man. Dan's the man <laughs> because he... No, for those of you listening, everybody knows that Dan is amazing All and right. comes to Dan. I have one more question No, no, don't. You're, you're, you're trying to pass this along to just us, but you've been helpful to to me foremost I but try. all my friends and people know that Dan you're going to get the real deal when you come to Dan alright thank you yeah. in honesty tell always us the, tell us the process so when someone comes to you as a mm-hmm. life coach yes what do you do for them and give us your information so I think the easiest way to find me is at Instagram you can go to lisamiller.coaching and you will find me but I think what's really important for me is that is we go, we go deep you know, I, I don't do the superficial, super fit, like surface bullshit. Like we get into it. Like, what are your issues? What are you working on? What do you what do you need help with? Where can I bring you forward so that you get to a place where you feel really, really good within yourself? And once you start to feel self-confident and have like so much self-love for yourself and like and, and in that process, I give you so many tools and so many different methods of like exuding that kind of love for yourself and like and building that self-confidence from within you then start to attract that within with or without with with just not only your romantic partners if that's so what you desire but like even with your friends like you will you will level up to a level where you're like oh I need friends that like want to evolve and grow with me as well with your parents or with your brothers and sisters I think it with work, I think it's it your, can, whole life. your whole life, right? Your whole life, everything. I mean, you know, I think that that's what's so amazing about doing your own inner work and like getting to that place of like self-love and self-confidence that like it exudes, right? So for women, we have what's called women's radiance. And like once you like form that and like embody it, you then it's like you can't help but like like let it go. And like you everyone, want to give it out. You want to share it. You can't. Like, it's just a part of you, right? And so and people it, feel it. Absolutely. It's like, an, it's like and just something that people feel. It's not a And they just want to be around. Right. It's just your energy. energy. Like, legit your energy. Like, people say to me all the time, like, I love your energy. Aww. And, like, that's what I give to other people. Like, let other people see your energy and feel that energy. Because then other people want to be around that positive, good, upbeat loving energy and then they feel it and they want to be around it and then all of a sudden amazing things start to happen and fall in line you said lisa was coming over tonight i don't know who this woman is i told you right <laughs> are you so proud of her right it's been a while i haven't I seen lisa you. i, I don't Dad. know who she is oh i love you friend lisa, you. lisa what's your mantra the mantra my mantra oh my goodness i have so many but i think you know throw us a couple I think one of my major ones is I'm stronger than what I think every day. I think I'm stronger than what I think. I am worthy of undesirable love and friendship throughout my life. Um, those are two. You're worthy, right? I'm worthy. I'm worthy of That's it. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll think of a third one. I have, I have a lot of them depending on the day. That's You've asked good. some great questions. That's pretty good. I like your. What do you take away from one this, babe? One more question. Okay. Please. If you had a role 
you could pick in Hollywood Ooh. a movie, who would that role be? Oh my goodness. Like in a movie, you mean? In a like movie. if you could be somebody in a movie. Who would you want to be? I love a good Julia Roberts. So I'm I d I don't know. Are you pretty woman? Maybe. Runaway bride. <laughs> I was I gonna be? say Jennifer Lopez in the movie where she was a uh, wedding a wedding planner? planner? Wedding, yeah, the planner, the wedding you know, planner. I she was I sold film to that movie. You did? <laughs> I did. did I you did. meet her? I've never met her, oh. but I have I did sell film to that movie. Um, I need the cinematographer. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I love a good Julia Roberts. Like, I love her. I do. I do, too. Maybe, but maybe I'm pretty woman who just is like, I get like the, I get the man at the end. <laughs> right? Know. A good rom-com. It always works out. The end, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Right. Lamore, <laughs> any last questions? No, I just, I just think that you inspired me. I'm I've been telling you that for a while. I told you, Danny is blown away, and he's not often blown away. And Aww. I've been seeing you grow and evolve I so much, it. and I love that. And anybody, I love you guys. yeah, we love you. Keep up so. the good work. Yeah. We you. like where you're going. Please come uh -oh. back and let us know what's going on oh. next. Okay, well, right. always. All right. See you, See you guys. Okay, bye. Bye.